You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We left the Mishnah at the first Mishnah of the second chapter of Yoma. And we were saying that anyone who wished to clear out the altar could do so. It was kind of a race. So people would race up the ramp to the altar and the first person that got there, or once they were within four cubits, so once they were within two yards, the first person that got there won the privilege. And if they two were even, the officer would say to them, raise the finger, and they had this eeny, meeny, miny, mo thing. So they'd count. And there's this statement at the end of the Mishnah, Ein in agudal bamikdash. We don't put a thumb out. We're not quite sure what that means, not putting a thumb out, but it seems to be something to do with cheating the count. And it's a sobering thought that on the morning of Yom Kippur, the priests are so keen to get the mitzvah that they, they're cheating on the count. As if the Mishnah is trying to teach us something about conflicts of values or maybe hierarchies of values so we're going into Yom Kippur we're clearing out the ashes we're clearing out the stuff right from the previous day or in our case from the previous year and we need to be careful to think about well what are our real values and that's the question which the Mishnah picks up then in the second Mishnah of the second chapter it once happened that two of them were even. And they were even and they were running up the lamp, running up the ramp. One of them pushed the other and he fell off and he broke his leg. And you can almost, these are young priests, right? So you can almost imagine one of them shoving the other one with an elbow. And he falls off and he broke his leg. And the Mishnah explains, When the court saw that there was this was dangerous, he They decreed that they would remove the ashes from the altar only by a count. In other words, that you do some, we, we, they're going to do some kind of eeny, meeny, miny, mo, or some kind of allocation to determine who's going to get the right to remove the ashes. And then you wouldn't have this race up the altar. And then the Mishnah goes on, there were four counts. So there were four counts, and this was the first count, the one to allocate someone to clear out the ashes. This was the first count. And you know, the Talmud in Yoma, this is the Babylonian Talmud now in Yoma, has a different view of this accident, a different view of the same accident. Exactly the same story. Two were even as they were running and ascending up the ramp. They were running up the ramp. It's exactly the same beginning. One of them reached the four cubits before his chaver, before his fellow. He took a knife 
and he stabbed him in the heart. This is on the first, this is on the morning of Yom Kippur. So the Gemara, I filleted the Gemara for you a little bit, just to make it brief for this, for the Mishnah class. But the Gemara come, goes on. Ba'aviv Sheltinok, the father of the child came. These are young priests, right? These are kids. Ba'aviv Sheltinok, He found, the father of the child came, and he found he was convulsing. Amar, he said, Harehu kaparat chemet bi... May he be an atonement for you. We're not quite sure. We're not quite sure how the dead boy is an atonement for you. Not that's one's hard to understand. And then he continues. And my son is still convulsing. And the knife is not tameh. If the knife is plunged into a dead human being, well, we know that a, de- a, a corpse is an av, is, is a av, tu- is av tuma. It's an archetypal first degree tuma. And if, if the knife touches a dead body, it becomes tameh. So he's saying, look, the boy's still convulsing. So the knife, the, the, the knife's not tameh yet. It's okay, guys. The Gemara continues, Lilamedcha, Shekasha Alehem Tarat Kelim Yoter Mishvichut Damim. This teaches you that the purity of the utensils was more important to them than the shedding of blood. And then it brings a quote from Malachim Bet, Vechen Huomer, Vegam Dam Naki Shafachman Asheharbema od at Asher Mile at Yerushalayim Pelape and Menashe spilt innocent blood very much till he'd filled Jerusalem from one end to another. And of course this Menashe was one of the the last he was one of the last of the kings, right? I mean, it's a, it's still before Jerusalem is destroyed by the Babylonians, but the Talmud says that it was because of the evil of Menashe that the temple was destroyed by the Babylonians. As if the Talmud is saying, you know, gosh, when the Romans destroyed the second temple, maybe some, there, maybe, you know, maybe there was something really rotten there too. And maybe we need to think, you know, the morning of Yom Kippur, we need to think carefully. That, that's a, that's really what the Mishnah is saying. Let's think about what our real values are on the morning of Yom Kippur. That's the first count. The second count is about who essentially sacrifices or takes part in the sacrifice of the Tamid, of the daily sacrifice. So, who slaughters, who sprinkles the blood, who removes the ashes from the inner altar, that's the um, the, the incense altar. Who takes the ashes out from the candlestick. Mimale avarim, who takes the limbs, and now there's a whole list of limbs. Mimale avarim la kevesh, who takes the limbs up onto the ramp. Harosh veharegel ushteyadaim. Haoketz veharegel, the tail and the hind leg, 
the breast and the throat, the innards, the fine flour, the cake and the yarn. And all of these different objects were carried out, were carried by a different priest. So altogether, 13 priests got a task. 13 priests merited a task. And these were all handed out on the count. It sounds like, and they didn't any mini money mo on the priests until they got to the one who the first one who merited the first task and then they just counted off the next 30. Now we've given the um the we've given the list of the limbs of the animal in a certain order. We started from the head and the hind leg and then the two forelegs and the tail and the other hind leg and so on. And maybe that's not the right count. Amar ben Azai lifnei Rabbi Akiva ben Azai said in front of Rabbi Akiva Mishum Rabbi Yoshua in the name of Rabbi Yoshua derech hilucho hayakarev It was offered up in the way it walks. <laughs> what does it mean to be offered up in the way that it walks? Well, Rabbi Yoshua is saying, I think, that the order of these limbs is not in the way the Mishnah has described it, but it's in the order in which the animal comes. So you'd have, you start off with the head and then you'd have the two forelegs and so on. Then you have the rest of the body and then you finish off with the tail. So the order of the limbs is different. According to Rabbi Hoshua, the order of the limbs is from the front to the back of the animal. And actually the Talmud has a completely different enumeration of the limbs, which is not like the first opinion in the Mishnah, and it's not like Rabbi Yoshua. So there are different opinions as to which order the limbs are carried up to the altar in. But they are, they're all carried up and there are 13 priests who do it. And we'll find out more in, in tomorrow. We'll, the Mishnah will deal more actually in different types of animals and different numbers of priests who are required to, to handle them. So that's the second count. Hapais Ashli Shi, the third count. Um Bo Vehapisu. So the third count is priests to, to come up and be allocated for the incense. And the fourth count, Vehavi Harashim, Imishanim, new and old priests, me male avarim mean hakevesh lamis to take the limbs up from the ramp to the altar. So those are the four counts. That they would do to allocate tasks on the morning of uh, on the morning of Yom Kippur. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah podcast with Benedict. <laughs>